Welcome to Reading to Kids podcast. I'm your host, Jenna. And I'm your host, Peyton. And we're here to read to you or with you. We know that sometimes moms and dads don't always have the time or the motivation to read to their kids each night, and we know how important it is. So, on those nights that you're not in the mood, we're going to do it for you. Can't wait to read with you. Good job, Peyton. High five. Are you awake? Peyton Jane. Mm. Are you awake? Yes. Okay. All right. Okay, she's just listening, people. You have to stop this. Secret series by pseudonymous Bosch. Book number five, chapter 12, a head wrapped in bandages, uh, page 117. Elsewhere that evening in a luxurious hotel suite, a beautiful woman in a shimmering white gown looked out a tall window at the city lights below. Her face reflected in the glass was as pale as snow, her eyes as cold as ice, her blonde hair shiny and unmoving, curled outward in the ends like a petal of a flower frozen mid-bloom. And yet the waist, and yet at the waist, her body curved inward to an almost impossible degree, as if all the air had been squeezed out along with all the warmth only her hands hidden by white gloves moved a tiny bit they were splayed in their window trembling slightly as if she wanted nothing more than to grasp the city below and make it her own yes it was mrs mobius tell me why you're here she said as her voice as soft and as comforting and sh- as shattering glass surely you have not risen from the dead just to say hello The only response was labored breathing, like the sound of a lung patient on a respirator, and a faint gasp of helplessness. Then, as if it, as if from far away came a voice, it was dry and raspy and muffled. Each word was a cry of despair. I need your help, Mrs. Mavius. Miss Mavius regarded the reflection behind her own over her shoulder. It was just as visible. As wrapped white bandages, haunted eyes stared out between the strips of lemon. Yes, my darling creature, it is my skin. That's why you came all the way to see me? A few blemishes? Not just a few, the creature protested. It's really bad. I can't live with myself. Miss Mavius turned to her visitor. Below the mummy, the below the mummy-like head were her clothes of the fashionable young girls, a twin hearts t-shirt, skinny jeans, and ballet flats. Now, now, of course I can't, you darling. Your skin is your skin. It's irreplaceable, almost. Miss Mavius laughed mirthlessly. Not, nothing is of more in, intimate concern than the one's outward appearance. I myself crossed two continents to have a single wrinkle removed. She pointed to her plaster smooth forehead. You can't see it now, can you? The girl standing in front of Mrs. Mo- Miss Mavius shook her head as best as she could, given the bandages crossing her face. Miss Mavius regarded her skeptically. Amanda, isn't it? Amanda, said the girl. The bandages puffed in and out with each syllable. Of course, how silly of me. Amanda, so nice to see you again. Please, please help me, please. My doctor gave me something, but it's almost made me blind. Amber started to sob. Oh, it's Amber. You realize crying is only going to make it worse. It reddens the cheek, said Miss Mavius, without a trace of sympathy. Well, let's have a look. Amber slowly peeled back the 
bandages and revealed her face, leaving the strips of sticky on a sticky heap on the carpet. It was a face that would have stuck into, struck terror into the hearts of the boys and girls of certain age everywhere. The acne started at Amber's hairline and didn't stop until it reached her collarbone. It covered so much of her face that only her eyeballs were unblemished. It was as if her acne had acne. There were more whiteheads and blackheads and big bloody redheads. There were pimples on top of pimples on top of pimples. Some were deeply buried like dormant volcanoes. Others had just risen to the surface, fiery mountains aching to burst. Still, others had already erupted, leaving trails of zit lava smeared across Amber's epidermal layer. Gooey evidence of the tumultuous geothermal activity underneath. A few bits of clear skin that remained were red and raw from all the scratching and scraping and squeezing and tweezing. It was painful to look at her. Expressionless, Miss Mavia studied Amber for a moment. Thank you, that's enough. She mentioned to Amber and to put, she mentioned, motioned for Amber to put the bandages back on. It's worse than I imagined. I hope those bandages hold up. You may want to put a paper bag over your head just in case. Can you? Fix me, Amber asked. She did the best to wrap herself using the window as a mirror. Or can I, or will I? There was a knock at the door. An, ex- un- an exceptionally tall, broad woman. She could have been a basketball player or a linebacker. Her choice shuffled in. Yes, Daisy. I have a message, said Daisy hesitantly. Should I wait? She nodded meaningfully in Amber's direction. No need to worry about her, said Miss Mavius. She waved her hand dismissively, as if Amber were no more consequence than a potted plant. Well, it's about those kids. Which kids? There are so many kids these days. You know which, said Daisy. Her her brow furrowed in irritation. Cassandra and her gang. Oh, them, said Miss Mavius, without betraying the slightest bit of emotion. Are they still kids? One feels like they should be old by now. They've already caused so much vexation in their short, meaningless little lives. Lord Pharaoh says that they have something he wants. He says that you know what it is. I see. Do you want me to go get it for you? Daisy's gloved hands clutched at each other clutched at each other as if she were already anticipating wringing the necks of the children of her young victims no i do not snapped miss mobius i told you to stay out of the way all of you as you wish madam said daisy disappointed now get out of my pathetic get out you pathetic oaf as daisy shuffled out miss mobius turned back to amber amber dear perhaps i will help you after all amber whimpered hopefully